0: So we're with Matthew Morgan from Carniverse, and Matthew, can you tell us a little bit about
1: your company and how you started it? Yeah, so um, I've—I uh, guess I would be considered maybe one of the pioneers in the cannabis space. Uh, got in relatively early uh, in 2008, um, built uh, some some very large vertical integrated cannabis companies from 08 to 2020. Uh, you know, was nominated number one, 40 or 40 in cannabis, in 2016 have done some, uh, brands, uh, like reef dispensaries, uh, trike, Khalifa, Kush, uh, exotics with burner to name a few of the, of, the, of the brands we've done. Um, and how I got started in cannabis. Uh, I was, I was a young man, successful real estate career and then 2008, rolled around and turned me on my upside down on my head financially. And, um, I kind of saw what medical cannabis was doing for some of my friends, specifically war veterans. And I, I realized that cannabis was much bigger than what anyone realized or was talking about and to the point of where I said, I'm gonna dedicate my life to this plan and go all in on it uh, very early before it was mainstream. My family was very upset actually. So fast forward uh, 14 years and we're in 22. Obviously the metaverse is a big buzzword these days. And so I thought, well, actually how the, the the whole idea came to me, let's back up a little bit. COVID was in its uh, heightened phase. This is uh, August of 20. Everyone's locked down, staying home. And someone called me and said, hey, would you like to be a keynote at a convention, at a cannabis conference? And I said, who in their right mind is throwing a cannabis conference right now? First of all, where could you hold it? Second of all, who? No one's gonna show up. Everyone's scared for their life. So he said, No, 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 there's a virtual conference. I'm like, What? What are you talking about? He's like, You create an avatar and you cruise to the conference just like a normal one, but you do it from the comfort of your own home behind your computer. So I said, All right, sign me up. Uh, and so I created my avatar. You know, obviously they look like you in a virtual format. I started visiting all the different booths and talking to actual vendors that I knew in real life. And I'm like, and it, it was like this really cool setting. It was like kind of oversitting like tropical islands and palm trees it was almost like you were sitting in a spaceship and i was like all right i was like this is the future this is it and uh, so i gave my keynote in front of like 5000 people virtually i was in my sweatpants sitting at my computer at my house i'm like this is it so then i started thinking cuz i always try to be on the cutting edge of 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 cannabis you know i i went all in on social media and cannabis in 2015 very early um, it built up, built up massive followers. and really drove a lot of my social, or a lot of my marketing through through social media. You know, probably eighty percent of it. So they were always chasing what I was doing. I'm like, all right, how do I disrupt this again? So I came up with this whole plan to create a virtual dispensary where you could create an avatar and go shopping and have a fully immersive shopping experience in a virtual dispensary, similar to uh, well, there's really nothing like it at this point in time. But if you could have almost the same experience at your own home. And then get the product delivered that same day at your front door like an amazon model i feel like that's a winning recipe right so from there as the metaverse became more of a word we were using on a regular basis and throughout 21 i expanded on that idea and was like all right not just a virtual dispensary a virtual cannabis world where there can be virtual cultivations you can tour for a price you can go to your favorite dispensary no matter what that may be and go shop there as, as long as you're in that state. You know, there's no crossing state lines up up to this point. Uh, we can put on co- concerts that are you know cannabis centric. Uh, that might be Snoop Dogg or Wiz or um, you know re- really anybody that that fits that that criteria. I don't know if you saw when Marshmallow did a concert on uh, on Fortnite, but 500,000 people showed up to this virtual concert. So we know there's a market for it. So I just, I really expanded on my idea of a virtual dispensary from that conference in August of 20. And it became, uh, you know, what is going to be known here in the future as CannaLand, where there's no handcuffs on marketing, and you don't get your account shut down, and Google doesn't suppress your search results. <laughs> and um, I just felt like we needed a, a cannabis world virtual that was free of all the, all the things we have to deal with in today's world with the regulations and politicians and everything else. So. Uh, I don't know if you have any, have any uh, experience online shopping in cannabis now, but it's not a very pleasant experience. You know, you, you go to a page, there's some old dusty pictures of whatever you're buying. You're like, well, I hope that's not what it looks like when it shows up, but this name sounds familiar, so I'm going to order it and, and hope for the best. I want it so you can go in there with your avatar. You're actually interacting with real bud tenders that are very knowledgeable. You can pick up the buds, spin it around, look at it, or the vape, or the edible, or the, or the, the concentrate, whatever it may be. I want to be extremely immersive so you know exactly what you're getting when it shows up at your door later that day so in a nutshell my man that's uh that's how i came up with cannaverse and you know the 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 actual metaverse will be called canaland but Caniverse is the the company nice i
0: know because you know we're 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 um we were founded in los angeles so you already know (laughs) so for us you know you, you went from a liquor store on every corner to a dispensary on every corner, <laughs> uh, which
1: is a great, uh, a great transition. I'll take, I'll take cannabis over alcohol any day.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Because you already know that there's your liver. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I did my fair share of booze, uh, you know, in my teens and <laughs> twenties. So, right, we
0: already know. And then as we get older, it's like it slows on your metabolism so much, by like ninety percent or something. It's like Jesus. So it's like, you know, it's. It's pros and kind cons of to everything, but everybody has some sort of advice. But um, no, but I think, I think, first of all, Canon, you said
1: Canonland, right? Canonland will be like the the, the, the working title, what will we called, like to the consumer? Caniverse Technologies is the holding company that holds the company inside. Of it. But Canonland will be the consumer facing brand. Well, I think it's safe for
0: me to say that I, I, I spoke to many of our team members about this. So if you ever need a media sponsor for Canonland, <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: I think i think cannabis is right up our alley. We love, um, we, we understand cannabis. We get CBD, we, I use, I personally use, and I've used products um, that were CBD induced or infused. And I've seen for pain, muscles, you already know. You know, being gay compared to a CBD painkiller or muscle relaxer is, there's no comparison.
1: There's no comparison. No, I, I totally agree with it. I believe it's the most medicinal plant on the planet.
0: Yeah. And it helps a lot of people, athletes, um, politicians, professionals, everybody like that's trying to get relief from pain. And also people who have some issues with just like you said before, we're all locked in our house. You you know, and so for you having this candlelamp cannabis, I think it's awesome. I think it's dope, I think it's Amazing. a great concept. And um, how did you like where did you know um that you had something going on that was amazing, like, because some people say, you know, whenever, whenever they have, when they tell their family and friends like I'm going on, I'm going on this journey, and your family and friends they kind of like disown you. Was that one of the wake up calls or one of the moments you went, okay, this is, this, this yeah. Is
1: so I I, 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 I'm a, high, I'm a college dropout. I went to college for ten days, uh, oh. and then said I've had enough of this, and then uh, I, I fumbled around through some different jobs, ended up. Having a very successful career in real estate from the age of 20 to 23, my family was very happy and you know, excited about that. And then uh, when I kind of fell flat on my face and lost everything during the economic, uh, you know, housing collapse of 08, and it took me a few months to kind of figure out where I was going to land. But I was like, all right, cannabis, is that's the next big thing. I can help millions of people and make some some dollars doing so. When I went to my conservative family, I'm from Montana, I'm from a farm in Montana. So when I went to my conservative family, Montana, and told them my new aspirations, they were like, you're gonna do what? You're gonna be a drug dealer? I'm like, no, no, that's not what this is. And they're like, so they didn't, they didn't really wanna talk to me for a while, to be honest with you. But I knew I was doing the right thing. And regardless of what other people think, that never that never skews me in one direction or another. If I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. And um, so even my family couldn't coerce me into a different path. and. They, they finally, you know, probably about seven years ago, they're like, all right, seven or eight years ago, like, all right, we get it. We get it. like Because, uh, you know, one of the companies I built had 500 employees. So it was, it was a, it was a wow. large enterprise, it was probably the largest cannabis company in the country in 17. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But big, I think, that, yeah, the industry is definitely flourishing, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I just. And I knew I was onto something with this virtual. I knew everything was going digital, but I didn't know how big it was going to be. And once Facebook said they're changing their name to Meta, short for Metaverse, I'm like, "All right, we're exactly where we need to be. Like this is spot on. My assessment was correct. Like all systems go." Wow, that's that, that's phenomenal. So
0: you have this, so now with uh, Converse you have this and, and, and you know you're from montana i'm from michigan originally so you know okay me. so the, yeah. you know what's up with the midwest yeah 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 <laughs> so i know about the midwest and you know we have accents so when i try to pronounce your company today, please <laughs> <can't remember> me. <laughs> oh <okay>. good <laughs> all good my man <laughs> so carnivores with carnivores um so this is a i mean when I, when I heard about this i was like this is so cool So, so it's, 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 it's it's totally the, the, um, the cannabis shop is totally in
1: operation right now, right? Um, so it will be, so what will happen is we'll be a platform, a technology platform and all the existing operators are going to be able to mirror their real life dispensaries into a digital format, a VR format in our, in our can land. So they're gonna have to buy parcels of land. They're, you know, they're gonna have to bid on parcels where there's the most traffic in different intersections. It'll be just like a virtual world, but it will be very centered to cannabis. And I also want to gamify it over time to where I can sell you NFT. Like I'll give you an example of one of the gamifications I want to do. So you can buy an NFT of specific seeds that you love of of a specific strain, and you have to digitally grow that cannabis in in the land for the call it the 14 weeks it takes in real life. And there will be experts growing it in real warehouses in your whatever state you occupy. And once you go through the 14 weeks of, you know, cloning it, vegetative state, flower, harvest, trim, cure, then the, your product you grew digital actually gets delivered to you at the end. So there's a lot of cool things we can do here that bridge digital to actual real life.
0: Yeah, that's pretty
1: dope, bro. I mean, that's like, oh my God, it's like it's like Sims meets dispensary. <laughs> yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah, it's like cannabis meets The Sims. That's a, that's a good analogy. So it's like it's like it's like so cool. So
0: when I heard about it. I was like, this is not real. So I'm so excited because I didn't I didn't know what to expect, you know, because I knew on paper what Matthew Morgan was. But I didn't know that, you know, Matthew was like this other like people don't understand like who. So can you explain like, first of all, if they don't see Matt, Matt is pretty yoked. <laughs> <laughs> so so Matt, Matt works out clearly. So Matt, yeah. can you tell us about um, like your whole fitness, health, and how that correlates with what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, of course, of course. So I, got re- I, I have a very addictive personality. I figured that out at a relatively young age. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've had some family members deal with a substance abuse problems. So I knew it ran, ran genetically in my family. And so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to go down that path and get addicted to, to things that would negatively impact my life. I'm gonna use my addictive nature and get addicted to things that better my life. So business is obviously one of them, you know. I didn't go to traditional school, but I educated myself through networking with the right people and reading the right books. And that was my education on getting where I am today. Another one of my passions is health, fitness, life extension, longevity, and quality of life. So, I mean, we could do a whole other podcast on this, but in a nutshell, you know, I have preventative doctors, uh, stem cell doctors in Costa Rica. So I I do stem cell treatments two to three times a year. I take between peptides and vitamins, in, and those are between injectables, oral, nasal spray stuff like that. I take 50 to 60 things a day, and that, like you, anyone can go use steroids and go to a gym and get huge. But my goal is to be be in very fit, very muscular, but also at the same time extending my life expectancy. So that's the that's the hard part is like I said, anyone can use a steroid and get big, but like you're shaving massive amount of years off your life. Can you be fit and muscular and extend your life to a hundred plus years? That's, see, that's the challenge that I'm trying to find an objective for is I just love challenges. And the, the ultimate challenge is people are like, oh, you can only live to 80 years old. I'm like, well, what if we could live to 150? Like no one's, there's no like speed limit here. So I just found the best and the brightest in biohacking and life extension. And I I built a team around me. And so, you know, I talk to them on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. I draw my blood every every two to three months. And, um, you know, we tweak the carburetor a little bit to make sure the regimen's exactly on point. So my blood's perfect. Um, I I box and then train hand-to-hand combat uh, uh, two to three times a week. And then I do weight resistant training three to four times a week. And I have like experts in each field that I That i train with depending on what the what the specialized um training is um i just actually opened a thirty thousand square foot gym of my own in downtown miami called boxer b-o-x-r so that's like where all the cool kids are training i guess now in miami so i just if i'm if i'm uh if i'm if i'm really into it you know then i'm like well let's just create a business out of it let's monetize it let's have fun let's help as many people as we can so again that goes back to cannabis you know I, i saw an opportunity but I don't want to do something I'm not passionate about. I'm very passionate about helping people. I'm very passionate about getting the messaging out there about cannabis being the most medicinal plant on the planet and helping or saving millions of lives. I'm very passionate about pushing fitness and health and success onto as many people as possible. So it's not like I'm a one-trick pony with cannabis. I occupy many verticals, but they all kind of have a commonality of you know, life, longevity, quality of life um getting away from synthetic pharmaceuticals all you know all natural things all plant material it's all kind of and the other thing is the stigma about people that use cannabis or lazy stoners and fat and eat potato chips so i wanted to you know since i since i have a pretty large following i wanted people to know that uh you know there's there's very successful people that use cannabis on a very regular basis that are super in super good shape well spoken successful financially Um, and I just wanted to break that, you know, that mantra about that people, the government put this, that, that, that piece of material in people's minds, but it's, it's not true at all. There's, I know a lot of people that use cannabis on a daily basis that are extremely successful are very active are in extremely good shape. And honestly, like you said earlier, everyone has their vice. If you're going to have a drug vice, I can't even call cannabis a drug, but if you're going to have a vice, cannabis is probably one of the best vices you can
0: have. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny you said that because going to school, going, you know, I went to Cornell and, some, uh, and I, I used to always treat school like work. I, I did the same thing. I went, I went to school and I was like, I can't get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I was like, I don't get this. But I said, I'm already in this little drama. I'm, I'm in this little pickle. I already registered. I got this. <laughs> let me just get the, you know, let me do this expeditiously. So I did summer and winter courses, got out of school, finished college in three years. With, my, with the degree, but I was like, you know, I'm done with that. You know, but one thing I noticed I noticed is some of the smartest kids at, this, at Cornell when I went, we were all in the library. I was like, is it me? Or does he smell of something? He was basically somebody I knew they were like smoking weed, and you know, no one knew what weed was. No one, no one knows what weed is to this day. They don't even know the potentials of that that drug in, in, in some of the, um, like you said, some of the, the compounds inside of some of the cannabis. And just so many different you know, worlds of it. So the thing is, what I did notice is there's so many different strains of THC. There's so many different strains of CBD. So I noticed that you know, um, he, his ability to retain knowledge and to uh, study and get all A's at Cornell University was real. And he did reek a little bit of something. But one, <laughs> but one thing for sure is, but that was like 20 years ago. You know, It's nothing like what it is now. You can get it in the oil format, you know? Right. When readily available to you. I can put it in my eggs. So the thing is, is like, you know, it helped him retain his knowledge. It helped him, like, work out. This guy was lean, he was always, he was moving, he was nice, he was cordial. He never had to fight with people. He never wanted, he was just always so fun. And, I, and, I, and, I, and actually, I'm going to reach out to Krishna. His name is Krishna. Um, I think he was half coolie or something, anyway from the Caribbean islands, but this guy was so smart. And I was like, why does he have such a high GPA?" And then I started noticing and I started being in rooms with certain politicians and celebrities. And, and you were like, dang, this person is so brilliant, but they all smoke weed. It's like, you know, right. Exactly. Like, like, wait, wait, where am I at? Like what, what, what's going on? Like who told me these lies? So, <laughs> it's like, you know, so it's like, it's not, you know, I don't think we should demify something we know nothing about. Um, right. And particularly to drugs and alcohol which we've all been you know like you said unfortunately myself included um being in the world of entertainment you know i've been having access and been around that world totally. yeah you already know and cigarettes too we are know what those things do to you as well as alcohol but we still do it some of us still do they some of us still do this it, like, it's the crutch man the, cr- the crutch so is hard to get rid of yeah so it's like, so one thing I noticed is, you know, you got to walk around the block, you got to jump rope, you got to go boxing. So, you know, I've been boxing off and on since I was six years old, low-key.
1: Oh, amazing. I love that.
0: <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, you slow down as an adult. You be like, dang, I gotta do this. You gotta do so many different things. But... I love boxing. I love jumping rope. I love giving me a nice little energy. Oh yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the natural high, the the uh, you know, dopamine endorphins. that you get from it is yeah. It's endorphins. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like it's, it's the best natural drug in the world is exercise. Yeah, Yo, um, once you
0: start, and once you start moving, especially in something that's just like, it's all about like this, that, you know, it's, it's like a wheel. Like when you start jumping rope after, you know, round one of jumping rope, you like, I feel a little bit, so your dopamine kicks in and your- yeah, you you hit, you hit the groove. Yeah, it's your groove. So what were, you, what, were you, what were you about to say?
1: And just, you know, back to cannabis, um, it. so many people come up to me and be like, where's your proof? Where's your research? Well, unfortunately the federal government hasn't allowed us to research the plant. One of my friends in Israel, Daddy Mary, he's considered the number one cannabinoid researcher in the world. He's curing different types of cancer in Israel right now with specific strains of cannabis. And my proof, I've served probably five plus million people cannabis. My proof is seeing a guy coming in a wheelchair with stage four cancer, he weighs 100 pounds because he hasn't eaten in six months because of chemo. I get him on some Rick Simpson oil and some you know heavy indica flour. That same guy who was supposed to pass away in 60 days comes back six months later and he weighs 180 pounds and he looks normal. that's my proof. I I don't need to see the research. Like, if I witness it myself, that's all I need. I know this plant is magical. I know it's amazing. I know Big Pharma is scared shitless of it. And, like, they're trying, they've tried to suppress it for decades, you know, almost a century. So, finally, finally, the, it's coming out of the box and we're, it's finally getting the, um, the respect and the, and the eyeballs that it deserves. And, you know, I think that, that there's an answer for everything in the, in the natural biological world. Is, is the cure for cancer in the, in the plant biology of the world? Most likely. Is the cure for any of our debilitating diseases in nature? Absolutely, there's a, key, there's, a, there's a key for every lock. We just have to find it. I just don't think synthetic laboratory drugs is the way to go. I stay far away unless it's like a life or death situation. Yeah. Man. And, and you know what? I just turned 37. I feel better at 37 than I did at 20. It's wow. all about lifestyle. It's all about, you know, how well you treat your body. So I, you know, I'm going to shoot for 125 years old or something crazy like that. We'll see what happens. What's the what's the worst that's going to happen? <laughs> it's like, right. We're all heading for the same spot anyway, so. Right. And I just want the ride to be a little bit longer, that's all.
0: And that's so funny you said that because I was always saying, I, sometimes I have these dreams that a lot of us are going to may and should and will possibly be around to 200 years old. Um, with the proper treatment and proper I totally treatment. agree.
1: Totally and agree, like, bro.
0: And like you said, if you if you if you if you don't it's like alchemy, if you don't see it, believe it, you won't achieve it. And if you fall short of it, it's okay. At least we try.
1: We try. Right. We That's try. all we can do is give it our best shot. Yep. But if you don't try, you'll never know, right? Like I think they interviewed hundred thousand people on their deathbed or something. The number one regret from people was I didn't try more things. So well, to yeah. the audience today, if you've been thinking about it, procrastinating, just go do it. What's, yeah. What do you have to lose? None of us are getting out here alive anyway. Go do it. <laughs> 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 That's a true story.
0: That's what I say. And, I'm, and My grandfather, you know, he was a civil rights leader. He actually swore in a, Obama during the inauguration of Joseph Lahr. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he basically, he lived to 99. He just passed away. Incredible. Yeah. But, That's a great life. Right. And I'm like, I want that life. But what? Hell do you yeah. do you? I want to experience life to its fullest. Hell yeah. What that means I can go hiking on some oh. deck or Travel road. the world, brother. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so see like, it all. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I tell people when I say the sky's the limit. And in fact, yesterday, I went on my, you know, I've skydived in South Africa before. Um, I've done some real fun things. You know, we were all helicopter right? I'm sure you've been in a helicopter. But I've been yeah, in a water jet. I've been in a World War II. Sick. Yeah. And so yesterday, I got to ride in a seaplane. Really? Yeah, it picked me up. I'm going to try to see if I can do something for you. I'm going to try to see if I can talk to, some, talk to my people, talk to my other people.
1: Oh, uh, I appreciate <laughs> you. That's it's dope.
0: So, it's so fun. So it picked me up in, um, in 23rd in FTR. And then we went all the way to, um, we went whatever we, we, we go, I think they go like like a lot of East Coast places. So East Hampton, maybe Boston. So I went to Boston. I went shopping or whatever. I had some for a couple of hours and I came back to a Yankees game. Oh man! <laughs> Perfect like, day. <laughs> right It's exactly what you said. It's like if something happened to me, God forbid. One thing's for sure, I lived my best life. That's, and I feel like I feel like a lot of us we tend to forget our brain controls our
1: body. Absolutely, and you know the only t- thing you're taking with you is your experiences, so you might as well stack them up.
0: right Because you can't take nothing else. Be NFTs, they, they, I mean, they ain't going with you.
1: <laughs> that's a fact. That's, that's the one thing we do know. All, all the billionaires are still in the same graveyard. You know what I mean? All their shit is still on Earth, so. Yeah,
0: all their shit. So what, what, what are you, what, what, Um, are you guys gonna be doing anything else in the NFT space Um, where people can have a token or?
1: Yeah, so we're gonna have a currency inside of Candleland. Um, and my goal is to uh, hopefully that currency crosses over to the real world so that would solve the banking issue for brick and mortar dispensaries because they're all dealing with can't use the major banks can't you know can't take credit cards can't legally do debit cards either so if we can create a currency in the metaverse that crosses over to the to the analog real world then we solve two problems with one because we're going to use our currency inside Canterland and it'll be you know I, I, we have back-end processes that can exchange our token to any other fiat that you're looking for on the the drop, like, within milliseconds. So that the consumer, it won't even affect the consumer whatsoever. It'll be a a hundredth of a second uh, flip over, depending on what they're looking for from a currency standpoint. But our token will be the only token utilized in our metaverse, similar to, you know, mana for Decentraland or something like that. Um, And, uh, yeah, we're going to do NFT, like, uh, some different things as far as, like, if you, you know, you can get an NFT, buy NFTs and, like, get special promotions inside certain stores, and we're just going to get real creative with the NFTs of, of doing a bunch of different versatility within the, within the uh, Cannaverse to where you get preferential or special treatment. You know, you buy this NFT, you get to two or three different digital cultivations within land Because I've, I've built some large cultivations up to a couple hundred thousand feet, and people love to see behind the closed doors. They love to see the, the, the their, their product being grown and harvested and cured. And it gives them an emotional connection to the products they're consuming. And they love to see the TLC, the, the love that's put into the, each specific plant and bud that they end up uh, consuming. So if we can give everybody tours inside these digital representations of very large real world cultivations, I think that will be super cool for, for people playing in, in the can land as well. Also extraction labs with all the crazy equipment and distillation and whatnot, its, it's ovens, it's really cool. And I think I would just like uh, everybody to be able to have a chance to, if they don't get to tour a real life one, then at least see the digital representations of what's going on behind the doors.
0: Right. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So, and so you 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 talked about other verticals as well um, that you that you belong to. Can you talk about any of those other opportunities, those other, I guess, business facets that you? Yeah,
1: of course. Um, my pleasure. So uh, I have. Um, I just won the first set of licenses in Barbados for cannabis, so I'll be setting up uh, some dispensaries in Barbados uh, in uh, later this year. Super excited about that. Um, I, uh, I have an edible company up in Michigan called Afternoon Delight. We just won our 10th Cannabis Cup uh, this year, High Times Cannabis Cup for the edibles, so check those gourmet edibles out at most retailers in Michigan. Um, I have a wellness mushroom company called Mushmello, which doesn't sell psychedelic mushrooms. But you know, if the regulations changed in the future, that could be a possibility. Uh, let me look at my whiteboard. Boxer the 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 gym, the 30,000 square foot gym in downtown Miami. Uh, I, I have a bunch of whiteboards in my office. so I have all my businesses. Uh, actually, firing up a uh, a Delta 8 distribution center in my in uh, Florida to start just exclusively distributing some Delta 8 brands all the smoke shops across uh, across america um also have a uh part of an nft company that for pets where uh they do a bunch of different cool things nft your pet digital digital version to send them into the metaverse um launching a marketplace called petsy where instead of instead of etsy for for goods it's petsy for pet products and they have their own currency for the marketplace they're launching that next quarter um they're doing these uh blockchain dog tags so you'll be able to track and find your pet if it gets lost or you know it'll it'll give all the data that the pet's ever had as far as vaccinations you know age uh name owners phone numbers stuff like that so it'll, it'll revolutionize the the tag industry for pets so you make sure you don't lose the little guys that people love so much and then also the reason I got so heavily involved with that company is I'm a huge animal proponent um and hopefully you know when after I've cashed out of my businesses, I'm going to use the money to create a, a large animal preserve to, to rescue domestic and wild animals um, in Texas or Costa Rica. So I have a bunch of businesses going my man and uh, you know, everything is humming along. This one, uh, you know, is very disruptive to cannabis can cannabis can- canna-land. So very excited about this one. And, you know, just keep put, put, uh, just keep putting uh, one foot in front of the other each day and do it being the best version that I can be nice I, I
0: love you know costa rica is like we do a lot of stories in costa rica but that's like my favorite country i love it's it it's my favorite too the blue corn all the superfoods it's just like the serenity of it um i like i like papagayo but i like tamarindo area because i'm you know i have some a kid at heard yeah <laughs> and it's like a lot it's very it's very collegiate over there and like music festivals um do you think that um you're gonna be doing I, I, do you think you're gonna be doing some more things in the costa rican space as well yeah or? so
1: i i invested in a stem cell clinic in costa rica i'm going there uh second week of august um they're working on their cannabis program and I'm, I'm very close to um the political landscape in costa rica so i'd imagine you know with any luck at all i'll end up with some cannabis license in costa rica and i i really honestly like you know, uh, aspirationally, like to start spending like half my life in Costa Rica in, in the coming years as I like, get a little bit older.
0: Yeah, I noticed that too. There's just something about Costa Rica that's so like easy breezy.
1: Like you can work from the beach. It's like I just why? sleep better. I feel better. My stress level goes from a seven to a two. You know, it's just I see why people live longer there. It just it makes a lot of sense.
0: And do you um? And do you actually serve too? I don't really serve, but I just like to sit out, You know, like you said. Watch the sunset, snorkel, do all that. Stuff.
1: I I really didn't get into surfing since I was raised in Montana, uh, but I'm am a big time snowboarder because there was so many ski hills around me. Um, but no, I never got into surfing, and you know I do have a, a little bit of a phobia about sharks. Not gonna lie, but I, I would get into it. I I I I think I'd really enjoy it. I, I love deep sea fishing. Um, and I just love being by the water, you know, since I grew up in the, in the mountains and on a farm, I, I never had access to the palm trees and the jungle and the mountains and the ocean. So I just, I don't know, there's something that really gravitates me towards that whole ecosystem of Costa Rica. And there's just so much biodiversity and animals and, and environment come before materialistic bullshit. Like it's just all, it just checks a lot of boxes for me. Like once I, I, I went there my first time a few years ago and it really gave me hope for mankind when I went there. Because what I see in America is a, a capitalistic, consuming monster, which I'm playing right in the hand of, and you know they don't care about animals, they don't care about crushing the environment, like, and so eventually, you know, the world's just gonna come unwound, and it could end our species if we don't do something about it over the next few hundred years. Um, but you know, I, I I really it was like a breath of fresh air when I went to Costa Rica. I'm like. They actually, like, if you drive a Lamborghini, they, like, would look down upon you, though. Like, do you know how many animals you could have saved with that kind of money? So it, it just really was, I was like, wow, like, if everyone looked at life like Costa Ricans, like, this, this world would have a fighting chance.
0: Right? That's so funny you said that, because I went to Costa Rica on a press trip with an automotive group that's very well known internationally. But the great thing is, I was in the hybrid. Nice. <laughs> but I was like... I was thinking about something like this
1: car costs more than this whole village. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> and then we stayed the Four Seasons, and I'm like, like what? That hotel's in Guanacosta on the peninsula. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Place is sick. Sick.
0: And i was, yeah. like, and I got lost. Then they also have people that live on the compound. And I was like, no, uh, sorry, wrong address.
1: Oh, uh, you're living, you were living the good life out there for sure. Right,
0: so Costa Rica is just so, it's so fun, bro. It's so great. I I thought it was the only person that was like, I'm in love with this place. I've been partying in the jungle one time. I was like, what am I doing in the jungle?
1: That's crazy.
0: (laughs) But it's, um, I think it's called, what's it called? It's called, um, Akaso Akaso Festival, Akaso. Is it in Hakko? It's near Chamorro, not too
1: far. Okay, got you. Yeah. Okay. And
0: so, um, and so basically, that um, between the two of those two areas, but I, this there's so much more to explore in Costa Rica, like me and you both know, because I I was just one, I was on a coastal town, then I was a little bit in the peninsula, but there's like the middle part part of it too I haven't even gone to, so I I, I want to go, I want to explore the whole place. I didn't know it, I didn't know Costa Rica had that much to. Has so much going on in terms of visuals, in terms of
1: like oh, being one with the world. You could you could spend a lifetime just exploring all the natural wonders of Costa Rica. Yeah. And there's monkeys hot. everywhere and yeah, colorful. Yeah. yeah, there's like colorful parrots like in flocks flying around. It's like you didn't even know that existed in real life. You know? Yeah,
0: it's like an Avatar. And it's like yeah. some of the think we have to go. We have to go to uh, we have to go to Bali, which I've been to Bali. I've been fortunate enough to go to Bali. Been very fortunate to go to Cam- um, Cambodia and um, wow. the, smaller, the smaller islands, islands like Siem Reap um and those little islands. I can't sound like, Karong whatever those little islands. <laughs> <little laughs> we know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, but you already know those islands are so dope because you. But you travel like 24 hours. To get yeah, to- it's
1: a long haul.
0: Yeah, and Costa Rica is not that far. And, you're, and, you, and you can get there like in five or six hours, and it's like wow! It's like it's just amazing. I'm two.
1: I'm only two and a half hours from Costa Rica. I'm, I'm in Miami. Miami. Yeah. 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 It's so like, it's like, like I'm in a magical wonderland in two and a half hours. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's so crazy. People don't even understand it. Because everybody's like, "Why do you love that place?" So they're like, "You you
0: you've been gone for a month." It's like, if I don't have a family, <laughs> right? You, <laughs> you'd gonna, be gone. I'll be gone. I'll be gone. I'll be yeah. Gone is that I, kind of place
1: i'm totally with you bro like it's it's you got to go to just see it yourself anyone listening that hasn't been there i highly recommend a trip even though i don't want to give up it's, our little secret wonderland it's well, uh it. it's life-changing it's life-changing it's very, very, very it county. will give you a whole new perspective on life
0: yeah and so are the people the energy of the people like you know uh what is it uh, pure, pure pure vida pure vida <laughs> yeah pure vida. lives yeah. a good life yeah, it's like, it's so real, it's so true. It's like the energy, you know, it's a little bit of something, something going on, you know, something going on. And then, the rear, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure that Costa Rica doesn't have.
1: Yeah, like, like little, there's no highways. It's little, because they don't want to disrupt the jungles, right? Right. And so it's these little, like, roads. So, like, be careful. Like, I got, like, a normal 45-minute drive. Took me six hours.
0: Right, right. Cause they only have two, they only have one, the two lane highway. Yeah, you are bumper to bumper on the quote, unquote, <laughs> their highway,
1: which is a little two
0: lane road. Right. So it's like, it's. it's but it's like, but the great thing is, is like, all you doing is just like enjoying the, the sunset, enjoying the, you know, the, the, uh,
1: the sunrise and cooking and partying. You get to step back and like, you get to yeah. take it all in for once instead of worrying about when's my next meeting, when's my next appointment. What like, it's just America's very systematic
0: right and where's my you know and then this everybody's going crazy about these gas prices and i'm like everybody's like you know i've always felt like i've always done some fun things and lived above the trend anyway but before you know i always knew we all should be carpooling to the best of our ability 100 yeah you know of course i love you know who doesn't like driving a Rolls Royce for a lamborghini a track, of course a of course <laughs> or doing a donut you know what i'm saying but the one thing is for sure is is that um you know i just try to lower my carbon footprint be a little more carbon neutral by like, you know, e-bikes or, um, you know, even even the Dirty Monster, you know, ride chairs. Right, right, right. You know, but I, I just feel like, I just feel like right now it's just like, you know, the world we live in, you can see that everything we we're talking about with global warming and climate change, it is actually happening now. Like this, I mean, these temperatures are 90 degrees going through the entire Americas. So it's like crazy.
1: It's only I mean, going to get hotter, bro. I'll tell
0: yeah. you. Yeah, and you can tell. And it doesn't matter what skin complexion you are. We all are susceptible to cancer, skin cancer. For sure. So it's like we have to make sure, you know, we take care of ourselves. The best way to do it is, like, you know, take a little downtime for yourself. But I'm just so excited because I found, like you said, a place, an island of, like, meditation, island of, like, you know, just, you know, me time. And I didn't know it so close. Like, you know, you think of these places, like, you know, um, you already know, like St. Barks and all these, yeah. pounds, you know, you got to pay so much money. But there's so many things in our backyards that we don't even take advantage of either. And speaking of that, do you, do you um, with your, because you're, you're, you're in Miami, are you going to possibly go to some more agricultural areas around the world or the country and try to redevelop?
1: Um, you know, I, my goal is to just help as many underprivileged uh, humans and pets as our animals as possible. So after I'm done, I, I need a big ball of wealth to, to cause a lot of, uh, to help it, you know, a lot more people. So I'm still working on acquiring that, that ball of wealth. So call it, I'll probably keep accumulating for probably another five to 10 years, depending on circumstance. And then I'll stop doing business stuff and I'll go totally into, you know, more like uh, causes to help uh, underprivileged countries, uh, animals in distress, stuff like that. Yeah. And like animals in distress, you already know
0: it's in America too. There's like, like I'm in the Bronx at the moment, uh, this week. And, um, I've seen such an influx of, in New York in in general, New York has such an influx of rats. So of course when you see a lot of rats, you see a lot of cats, but where do these cats live? And then people don't understand those like feline AIDS. So there's like a lot of diseases, the cats and animals that are domesticated that have been, Going out the house and straight, strays. They're not strays. They're um. You already know. They're 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 they're, uh, they're 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 the population is exponentially growing. Like every day, I'm like, okay, that's a new tabby cat, baby. There's a, you know, it's just so funny how, like you said, we we live in a society in the United States where we are so we're, we're so consumed. We just consume, consume, consume. Even with the, the algorithms for credit cards and all right now, there's so much. Like you said, it is what it is. We're in a capitalist society, and it's, it, it needs to change. It needs to become more communal, so we can all can share and live a longer, more stress-free real life. But all these animals running around in the streets is utterly ridiculous. I've never seen so many cats in my entire life.
1: Bad, I- bro. Sad, yeah. where's that it gone? Where? It's a human responsibility to like help these animals that are helpless. They don't know. They don't like. They didn't ask for this shit. Why? Right, they didn't
0: so. have to be bred. And then you go around in some communities, too. Same thing. You'll see a lot of pit bulls. Like, Um, we have a pit bull that's one of our mascots named Coco. And everybody knows Coco. Um, she's real cute. She's sweet. She doesn't, she, I mean, she'll bark. She doesn't bite. She's a hugger. She's a tiny American, whatever you call it, cherry or pit bull. For the most part, she basically, um, you know, I can't take, we can't take Coco on the airline. Coco can't go anywhere unless you go on Delta, and that's it. It's just unfortunate the world we live in. And then if you look at the specs, but when it comes to like cats of different colors and animals of different colors, the the darker the cat, if it's a black cat because of urban legends and all that stuff, they don't get adopted as fast enough.
1: Right, right, it's it's sad. Like I have a hard time going to animal shelters. Like it makes me sick to my stomach.
0: Yeah, and then the animals don't even get what they need. Like you said, there's so many animal shelters and um, I guess uh, cohorts in Costa Rica and they don't, they they don't have they don't have the, the tools and the means to keep up with the, the influx of the um, the animals they're trying to shelter. It's crazy. They can't even feed them all the time. It's just so it, it, kudos to you for um, you know for being a part of the, the capitalistic machine that you know we're all a part of. <laughs> uh,
1: thanks, bro. I appreciate but, you. But,
0: but, but at least we're trying to make a conscious effort to figure out some ways on how to like make it more for the community and figure out ways on how to like, you know, bring back privacy and web ownership. And that's what I think that the Web3 community, you know, the NFT community is trying to be about, and I hope we continue in this world, Um, you know, just trying to make it more uh, personable and and be transparent and create a a place of happiness and hope and life and love. So is there anything else that you want to ask, offer, um, or talk about that we haven't mentioned? Because you, you spoke about a bunch of great things that I think... People didn't even know about you Um, (laughs) you know and i'm so glad you took time out of your day to speak with us because of course people need to know even though you're a successful business person doesn't mean you can't go work out
1: i mean no every every morning bro 8 a.m and it sets the tone for the day like you you feel like a million bucks the whole day and by you know 9 p.m you're exhausted you don't even want to go out and do anything so it keeps you on your Uh regimen as well Right, you're like I'm good. Uh, uh, I'll be like, yeah, hey, you guys, let's go grab drinks. No, I'll be on the couch. <laughs> I got a train in the morning. I'll see you guys around. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I got to live to
0: 175.
1: Exactly. With <laughs> biotech uh, advancements, you know, anything's possible.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so I guess with you, Candy, the it's, it's coming. So tell us the name of this, this, uh, this. So
1: this it's, will be the uh, the Caniverse. It will be the consumer facing brand that everyone sees. Caniverse technologies is the holding company that holds all the ip and the business in itself and uh yeah man it's uh we should be launching you know before the end of the year and super excited to get everyone involved and be a part of the candleland
0: well keep this posted on all your endeavors we would love to be a part of all of them i think they're phenomenal it's particularly the. You know the Land, you know this is my, that's our swag. You know. Can- <laughs> Hell yeah, and I can, I can tell can and then Petsy. I love Petsy.
1: Petsy, yeah, bro, watch for Petsy. It's gonna be big. And like I said, um, uh, you know, 30% of all proceeds from all of those, those revenue drivers go to animal shelters to help feed the homeless pets and place them in permanent homes. So that's really the, the primary reason I got so heavily involved with that company. It's called Podical.
0: Nice. And then also just let them know at Petsky that we would love to, you know, if they need some help designing a capsule collection for the dogs, you know, every, Tommy Hilfiger, everybody, Doge, everybody's doing
1: animal gear. Oh, yeah. I can, uh, you want to get the CEO uh, of the company on here? You guys do a podcast? Yeah, that'd be dope. Uh, I'll, uh, are we on an email together?
0: Uh, I believe so. I think you don't you have a live email?
1: Yeah, that's me. That's me. Shoot me an email and I'll connect you with the CEO. His name's Colin, and uh, you guys can do a podcast. It'll be dope.
0: Yeah, it will be dope. And then maybe, um, and then hopefully, when I get back down to Miami, um, Miami is cool. I have some friends in the Brickell area. They're like, you know, yeah, my new place. Oh god, you know Miami is.
1: So- Miami's popping, bro. Miami's wow. crazy.
0: But you know, I, I, if I don't if I don't have a uh, my, my my Jaguar or my Lamborghini down
1: there,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you got to go down, you got to go to Miami, like you got to be popping, like.
1: I, I, Bro, you got to bring your A game here. This is like the hottest city in the world right now. It's crazy.
0: Right, you got to be in an A game. But no, I'm gonna try to get down there soon. Once I do that, I'll reach
1: out to you guys. But I'll definitely shoot you an email after. But thank yeah. you for being a part of everything. I appreciate you. Um, appreciate the time. If you guys want to uh, follow me uh, with my businesses and my journey, and see if I can live to be a hundred plus, uh, my social channels are the Matthew Morgan. The Matthew Morgan and isn't Matt
0: L Morgan? Is that you on?
1: Twitter? Oh, that's that's Twitter, but like um, for TikTok, Instagram, stuff like that, it's the Matthew Morgan.
0: All right, cool. So we're gonna. Put, uh, so we're, I love TikTok. So I'm gonna go on there. We just started our 360 Magazine account on TikTok. So I'm gonna go on to TikTok and I'm gonna follow you.
1: Oh, I appreciate you,
0: bro. But yeah, I appreciate you too. So keep in touch. I can't wait to follow your journey. I'm so proud of you, and I'm, it's it's great to see a guy like you from the Midwest, like myself, um, you know, just venture out to some amazing things. And you and you are you are you are in the forefront of technology, bro. It's like they they always talk about Montana and Michigan and Milwaukee and all the little, little these little small Midwest places. That's Coco talking to us. Uh,
1: what's up, Coco?
0: <laughs> but it's so great to, to see somebody and witness someone from the Midwest doing their thing. So thank you. Thanks again, man. Hey, thanks for having me my man and uh let me
1: know when you're in Miami, we'll kick it.
0: Okay, same here. All right.
1: Peace. Bye.